Welcome back to Soul Back. This is the R&B Podcast. Kyle here, and I've got Tom with me. Ed is MIA today, but Tom, we have a special guest joining us to help us out. Who is the special guest? Man, we're excited to have this guest with us today. One of our favorite producers right now for R&B. He's done Case's latest album. He did Dimitri McKinney's latest album. He's done a lot for years. You know, maybe you haven't even heard before, but you know what most excites me is he's a big supporter of what we do. So really excited to have Travis Cherry with us on the podcast today. Welcome, Travis. What's up? What's up? It's just me. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, man? So I want to get right into this last Case album you did because when we put out our top albums of the year you know we definitely mentioned that one as an honorable mention and you know his therapy album talk about your you did nearly all the album talk about that project um um it was a fun project man actually it was a real real fun project me and case um i've actually known him since like i guess around like 2008 and he um he actually he when we met i was producing under some other producers um the platinum brothers and Case, you know, was working, I guess, on the, was it the Rose Experience, I think it was? And so he mm. had always promised me that, you know what I'm saying, we would get back together at some point. And so we linked back up back in, like, 2012, kept in contact. And, I mean, he kept his word with me. He was like, yo, I definitely want to work with you on a project. And um, also his um, management team, like JoJo Brim, me and JoJo have been friends for a long, long, long time. Him, JoJo and his brother. Mm. So when me and Case really linked up, it was um, he was sending me kind of ideas of where he wanted to go um, musically, and I was just kind of like listening to him vocally, and I was like, okay, there's some little tweaks I want to make to his vocals, like his singing, to make people really hear another side of him. So it was like me and him just going back and forth, like collabing with each other over the course of a year and a half, and you got an amazing freaking project. Like I think it's been a lot of. I hope his wife doesn't kill me for this. Tisha, please don't hurt me. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, because no, actually one of the songs on the, actually one of the songs on the album, I started writing an idea for him about his wife. Like Strawberry is a nickname that we made up about his wife. <laughs> so Strawberry mm. is his wife. Um, <laughs> but a lot of it was just like I'd hear some of his old stories, the things that happened in his career and stuff like that, and it was just like I was just you know just going back and forth with him as far as ideas and musically i was just trying to push myself um to come up with something that was super super dope for him and so that's that's really what you get um if you listen to the album what i think it's what 10 of them are me like me and him um either well 10 of them me producing but i think there's six on him that me and him wrote together hmm. that's pretty but yeah i mean amazing project the, the thing that strikes me the most about the album it's like it's 2018 Man, we almost cringe whenever we hear one of our 90s artists coming out because we don't know, is it going to be mm-hmm. trendy? Is it going to mm-hmm. be traditional? But we were so thankful that Case mm-hmm. came with a more traditional sound that was true to him. You know, you were involved with his Heaven's Door album, too. You had a song on there, which we also yeah, really yeah. liked. So so Thanks. how do you, I mean, what's the battle like, you know, keeping an artist like a Case in that more mm-hmm. traditional lane than, than, than going towards that trendier, younger sound, which is so popular? You know what? Honestly, um... I actually I actually learned an important lesson a couple of years ago when I had the um single with Raheem Devon about how to ride that line. <clears throat> um when I when I did Temperatures Rising, it showed me that I I actually have a sound that can cross from urban AC back to urban on an artist that you wouldn't even expect. And I thank Raheem for giving me that chance and taking a chance on me with that sound. Um but I hate I hate if an artist, I can say if an artist isn't known for that or known for being, I guess, sort of close to being there, I don't really think you should touch it. I think you, I think you'll start alienating your fan base when you try to do it. Like I know, you know, like I I don't, I don't know that I'm 100% on certain people's albums that I've heard come out um, in the past year or two. Um, There's one person in particular. I was like, I don't really know if that would have been the sound. I don't want to say her name, but a certain '90s oh. artist came out, and their, their <laughs> album was a little bit too trendy <laughs> versus what I know them for. And her voice is one of the most amazing voices in the game. And I'm like, she did something that was super, super trendy. And I was like, no. But if you listen to like what I, um, what I did on Demetria's first album, yeah, we 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 did her Urban AC stuff, and then I think we gave you like a maybe one or two that were in that vein but not necessarily over that it's just she that's her personality 
so it wasn't too far away from who she was. I wasn't going to do like a Chris Brown sounding record on her, but it was like, you know, give her something a little bit edgier, you know? So when you hear like kissing or you hear, um, what was the other record? No, no, no. We were just having fun because that's what we do. You know, it wasn't her trying to be something that she's not. And so I hate to see artists try to be something that they're not like, you know, I, I mean, I feel like if, if, if you if you know how to keep your fan base, you don't have to worry about losing them. But you should always be worried about losing them, if that makes sense. Hmm. Travis, man, artist. you got me thinking. You got me thinking <laughs> now who you're who, who you're referencing now, which 90s artist that was that female artist. And yeah. I got t- I got two in mind that it could okay. be. But I, I'm not going to call them out. I'm not. Okay. We'll discuss okay. Off, okay. offline. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Talk. If you guys aren't going to do it, I can. Can I guess? No. Just don't. No. <laughs> don't do it. Don't I mean, do it. Like this person, I felt like she. I felt like she had a dope album, but I don't know. The single was just a little bit too. Mm. And I'm like, dude, come come to the studio with me, please. Please get in the studio with me. Not not that I thought she makes bad music. I just was like, I wouldn't have went that far. Hmm. And I have uh, an amazing what? voice. Amazing voice. Tom. Tom, oh. I gotta I'm gonna i I'm gonna say it. I could be wrong on this and we can just move on, but uh did this artist also make uh what's the four one one? Oh life? wow. N- no, no, no. But I know okay. but yeah, I know what you're saying. No, no, I wouldn't no. <laughs> you but, said you but said again, like, she's, an album that came out last year, right? Um about a uh, let's see. Uh I'm looking on iTunes here. Um uh, this this is important now, so, so we can narrow it down here. Yeah, yeah. About a year and a half ago. Oh, so it was two two thousand seventeen. Yep, yep. Okay, all right. Let's just I'm, say I'm, an, artist, put- an artist who released an album. <laughs> I'm gonna help you narrow it down. Second half of two thousand seventeen. One of our most amazing '90s voices. And I'm like, why oh. would you make a song like that? And then I'm good. Okay, we're not we're not gonna call him out. Let's keep it moving, Kyle. Go ahead, <laughs> Kyle. All right, uh, Travis. I did want to ask you because um, you know we always hear about the pros and cons of being an independent artist, but we don't get to hear about a producer working on an independent project. Can you? Mm-hmm. I guess because you've worked on both major and independent projects, is there mm-hmm. any like? Is the money worth it to work on an independent project? I mean, you produce, produced a whole project mm-hmm. for Case. Like, is the money there mm-hmm. in that? Um, it is. How can I say it? It is if you're willing to go in and do the entire project. Mm. Like, I think that's what I hate about the business right now. Like, I have people that call me all the time. and They're like, oh, man, does Dimitri need a record? Does Dimitri need a record? And I'm like, well, she's been working on this new album since, like, january february of last year so it's like are you chasing a placement or are you really want to be a part of her career and there's too many people that are chasing placements because a short few minutes ago it was like i would tell people i'm working on these r&b projects and people are like oh man that's the old artist they old man i ain't worried, I ain't worried about that that's old I ain't, I ain't worried about that. <laughs> like you know what i'm saying now everybody's scrambling like hey man i, I want to give you a record i want to give you a record and it's like but a short few minutes ago you didn't want to give a record to these artists these artists had to go and find people who were willing to work with them and what I learned was whether they were on a major or an independent, you sometimes made more money on the independent because these artists already have a built in fan base. Like mm. I will do a record on a new edition and people like that. Cause they are constantly on the road, a hundred, 200 nights a year. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no mm. guarantee with some of these new artists. Like I've been through so many new artists in my career. Like, you know, where some, most of them haven't even come out and it's like, dude, like you're going to lose money. You get an, you get an initial payment. If, if there's a budget and if the label pays you, yeah, you can get a, a payment, but then it's like, it doesn't further your career versus someone who's like, okay, thanks. You went in and did my whole album. You, you, you tapped into my sound. You pushed my, you know, pushed me and they go out. I, I'll take 10,000 copies sold on a case before I waste my time, you know, snipping back and forth on the phone and and threatening, threatening back and forth, and having lawyers go back and forth on a on a major Ugh. artist that who doesn't sell anything, you know. Jeez. And yeah. especially in this game we're in now, like there's really no dividing line anymore. <clears throat> now it's like, you know, you can be independent or you can be on a major label. It's, it, you're still tapping into the same fan base. You know, it's not like a niche now. Like before, you remember it was like a gate 
that the labels had on the game where they stopped a lot of stupid stuff coming through. They stopped the flow of things coming through. So what filtered out, you knew was more quality. And then you could yep. go find sort of those niche artists where you'd be like, hey, I like uh, Santa Gold or I like, you know what I'm saying? Like this off artist that maybe is not so mainstream, you know, like I, I would say like somebody like uh, a Janae Aiko would be somebody who 10 years ago would be somebody you would go find, but she would pop up with a platinum album and you'd be like, dang, she's an independent artist, but she's so dope. Why isn't she, she on a major? You know what I'm saying? Like you could be able to, you would go and mm. find those artists, and that fan base would be a core fan base. So, that, that that it's just it's a it's a it's a weird world when you ride that line. I personally love the independent side of it because I don't have to answer to anybody. You know, like I don't have right. somebody in my ear telling me, "Man, you need to do this kind of record." Man, we need this kind of record. It's like, no, I'm gonna do me, and once I finish, you're gonna enjoy the body of work. You know, and and I don't have to sit up here and have A and R's in my pocket, you know, trying to make backdoor deals and stuff. I'm sorry, did I say that? My bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, because man. I mean, I'm I'm just real. I'm just real. If people want to, you know, people want to come to the purple room, you're gonna hear it real. That's that's just what it is. Like we have messed up our business. If people look at look at where our business is right now, look at TV. Like. Mm-hmm. We have all this dope music coming out right now, and you mean to tell me with all this music coming out, we can't license any of our music for these commercials? Like, people still got to go and get a record, like a Michael Jackson record or a Prince record. They got to go license all these older records. I'm like, what's the difference? Well, it's not 92 names on a record that have to be cleared, you know? Hmm. Like, everybody's trying to get a piece of something because nobody's nobody's willing to just do their job and make their money. Like, if you're an A&R at a label, you're getting a salary. Why do you need a piece of my money? You know, like get known for doing good work, and you're going to keep your job. Jeez, so, it's I'm a sorry, dirty game. Uh, look, I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was you didn't know today was that day. I'm coming. <laughs> I'm saying, you well, know, me, today is that day. <laughs> well, let's take it yeah. back a bit, Travis. I mean, yeah. um, I know you got your fir- your start with Jay Holiday, and before mm-hmm. you talk about that placement, I know Kyle. Uh, Jay Holiday's "Back of My Black" album is a big is a is a favorite of yours, Kyle. So, what does that album mean to you? Um, you know, for you, Kyle. Well, first of all, I think we need a national Jay Holiday holiday, I guess, because that <laughs> album, mm-hmm. like, people forget how good that album really was, and I hate it mm-hmm. now because we look at. I mean, obviously, with the whole valet parking thing that happened. I think mm-hmm. last month. <laughs> that's what we. That's what we against, call it. Like, yeah. I, I guess that's that's what we call it. But even him speaking <laughs> out against like Beyonce and the Beehive, we yeah. we forget that Jay Holiday had more than just bed and suffocate. And you know, for those yeah. that only know those two, we can't like we can't discredit them or or call them out because those were the songs on the radio. But that album, yeah. I remember listening to it when I was seventeen. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Man, all of those records on that album, including the ones that you were a part of, Travis. Man, mm-hmm. that album. Like I said, we need to have a national Jay Holiday holiday for you. <laughs> yeah, no, he was. He, I mean, you know, I know that he's very passionate. You know, he speaks from his he speaks from his heart. Like I don't, he doesn't. I don't think that he does anything that is meant to hurt anybody in any kind of way. He speak. He's just very passionate, and he he loves R and B. He's very very passionate. And you know what I'm saying, like even just as a friend, like he's a good dude. He he's really a good dude. Um, I think that we just get so hungry for social media, and then people want to hear the, they want to hear the the um controversy. But I mean, I've seen the numbers, and just even with people getting mad at what he said, his numbers spiked. Just like the R. Kelly thing, his numbers are spiked. So, mm. eh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's funny. It's like um, yesterday we were all in the studio having a big conversation and somebody actually said like his album was one of the ones that you could listen to front to back. And there hadn't been an album like that in a long time. And I think that I was happy to be a part of that project because for me, there's two albums that for me are my standards, like like my measure as as a producer, what I feel like if I can do that, I'm at my level that i want to be at and that's like keith sweat's first album front to back eight songs all of them were dang all of them really were singles like front to back (laughs) i don't think there's been an album like that since like front to back eight songs that are just singles that you know you got you go anywhere and be like man you remember keith sweat's first album and people can name all eight songs on that album you know what i'm saying (laughs) 
Man, you can't talk like this without Ed here, man. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, Ed would be going nuts right now. Yeah, I mean, but front to back, you know, and also I look at um, the Wait and Exhale soundtrack. You know, as a Mm. producer, that's what I'm still striving for. Like, when I can go in and do that album like Babyface did and make records on each artist that sound like them while giving them my sound all the way, that's when I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But yeah, front to back. Mm. Mm, I mean, I don't. I I'll be honest with you. We we mm, that first album we drank half of Fulton County. Let me just say that right now. We drank half of Fulton <laughs> County. Like there was there was a, there was a lot of. I know I I know right now. I you know I I joke when people see me in the studio and I'm like, listen, Jack Daniels got me to the Grammys. Um, yeah, like. Yeah. You know, I think that whole experience, like Jay was just becoming his own artist. And for that whole year, I don't think we ever really realized that we were working on an album. You know, it was like just fun to be in the studio and we were recording records. And at the time, I was super, super, super freaking hungry because I was like, I had just lost my job at um at, at Nordstrom at Perimeter Mall. And I was like, listen, I'm not working a regular job ever again. You know, I was like, I'm just going to wow. go hard as I can. And I actually, the night that I lost my job, I went into the studio and I made the beat that went on Jennifer Lopez's album. So, you know, it just, wow. you know, for a year straight, you wow. know, it just was a lot going on. And we never really realized that because, I mean, between working on Jay Holiday's project and then we had Charlie Wilson in at the time. And who else did we have at that time? We had Bone Thugs and Harmony in the studio at the time. Mm. And at that time, K. Michelle was around us too, because she was um, she was there with us for that whole two years. We were working on stuff for her. She was still a new artist. Um, you know, shout out to her because she's. I I think that girl is still so freaking dope, and I miss being in the studio with her because I haven't talked to her in a few years. But wow. I, I still think that she's still amazing. Um, but we were we were just it was just back to back artists during that time. So you know, I, Wait, I, I think hold up, it, man. I I need clarification on one thing real quick. When mm-hmm. you were doing all that drinking during that album, was that mm-hmm. was that paid for by the label? No, no, that was paid for. <laughs> oh by, man, oh that's <laughs> that was brutal. paid for by the liquor store that was out that was outside of the studio. We were, like the studio we were at across the oh. parking lot was this liquor store, and yeah. But you know it was damn. It was, I, I was thought fun. for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it was fun, man. I'm telling you, Capital Records is cheap. Now we know. You know. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you know. They should have. They should have. Right. If if they'd have known what was gonna happen with that album, I'm sure they would have sponsored it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I'm sure they'd have put a Jack Daniels bon- banner on the outside of that studio, and you know, they'd have been like, "Listen, Jack Daniels is yep. a rock, and everybody else, please sponsor this studio because we're gonna do something big." <laughs> Tom, it's funny because uh, our boy Darius, who now manages uh, Jay, I think he was like the head of A and R at Capital at the time, so I might have to make yeah. a phone call to him and be like, "What was yeah. going on there?" Why are you cheating? Let's yeah. get the real. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of good stories from that time. There's a lot of great stories from that whole year. Like, Man. Shut, that was fun. Well, shut up. <laughs> well, Travis, let me ask you. So you go on mm-hmm. to work on this first Jay Holiday project. It does well. I mm-hmm. think it eventually sells gold. You work on the second album, Round 2. Mm-hmm. Does, number one, your approach change on that second album and does the label's approach on what they want you to do on that album change because he's already had success at this point? Um, honestly, there was some stuff going on at the label in between albums. Like, I think one of the people who was at the label who fought really hard for him died during the making of, or right before the making of the second album. Um, mm. And I think he was still growing into himself. Um, and, 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 I mean, the success was, like, instant. So when the process of that second album was just um it was a hard it was a it was a it was a hard time for me um in a sense because I um I was going through it kind of I, I want to say going through it with the producers I was signed to um but we were we weren't all all the way in full agreement and I didn't even know if I was going to work on that album to be honest with you I really didn't know because I was also trying to, um, I don't want to say spread my wings, but I was trying to spread my wings, you know, like I didn't want to leave them, but I was kind of ready to leave. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So 
the process of the second album um i I I almost didn't I almost didn't get on that album. I almost didn't and Jay kept saying, Yo man, I need something for the album, I need something for the album and I finally did jump in the studio with them because I, I think I had left um <clears throat> I had left like three months and I wasn't there in the studio when they had started working and then I came back. Um and that's how that ended up happening. So but I mean those two songs are dope. I think in total we I think in total we did like what four songs and I want to say maybe two other songs have leaked on the internet, which is um, when we remade O'Sheela, and there's another record we got called Hollywood. That's all that leaked on the internet. So, I mean, but it was still it was still fun. Like Jay was still Jay, and it was still fun. I can't lie, it was still fun. But mm. I, you know, the growing pains from everybody was going, you know, was happening at that time. Because I mean, again, you go from this cat who's in the studio, who is dope and super, super, you know, super, super talented. And, you know, he's working on these songs and it's kind of like fun to do these songs. And then next thing you know, he I guess this is during the MySpace days. It's like next thing you know, he's like everybody's MySpace screenshot and stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like you see all these girls fall all over him and it's like, wow. Like I didn't even think yeah. that, that happens, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that's 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 kind of what happened. But still amazing, you know, still amazing. <laughs> and I'm glad that we can't, I'm glad that we got back together for this next project. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's, let's, talk, let's get your take on some of the current events going on in R&B right now. Our, our boy Tank has a new single out <laughs> uh, called Dirty. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, was, did you have a chance to listen to it? Yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> so let me give you some backstory on this. Mm-hmm. Tank, man, Tom and I, we were huge Tank fans, and then he dropped, um, what was the Sex, Love, and Pain 2 album, and, you know, you could see him going into so, more yeah. of a Interview for, you trendier know, sound, and he podcast. really took off when that When We record dropped. That was, like, I think that's, like, his biggest song to date now. This new song sounds like a carbon copy of that song, which I think is kind yeah. of, I don't want to say it's kind of whack, but I, I know why he's doing it. What bothers me the most is that he's calling it real R&B and he's telling people it's real real R&B, but yeah. that's, that's not the R&B that I know. That's not. Travis, do you have any opinion on this? Um, Tank, um, I just think, I think, honestly, I think Tank is just underrated. I think he's so, I think people will say, yeah, 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 with him, but I'm like, Tank is like one of our super, super amazing voices that we have in this game. Mm-hmm. And he's consistent. Um, I kind of skimmed the song. I mean, I I, I was already still like, um, <laughs> I was already still liking uh, was that when we? Um, yep. I get it. You like it, so you do yeah, like I, it. I like it. Yeah, I like when we. Um, I don't know if I'm hundred oh, percent on this new song. I mean, it's cool. I'm not. I, I think I think the women are gonna love it. Um, I think Tank is one of the people that can give you those baby makers. Um, I don't. I don't know. It's a, it's such a weird conversation because I don't know if Tank is in that place where you would want him to give you a complete R and B album. But I think he has that voice that you want to hear that from. Like Sex, Love, and Pain, I loved. You know, mm-hmm. like, the original, I, the original yeah, one, right? Yeah, Sex, Love, and Pain. Yeah, it's like yeah. one of my homeboys. He, yeah. He flew me to Vegas to um to work on some music, and as soon as I got out of the airport and got in his car, he put, he put on that Sex, Love, and Pain, and I'm sitting here like we're going down you know the strip with the windows open, bumping that record, and I'm like this album is crazy. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't I don't I don't you know it's sometimes you know I guess you know to fall in love with certain music I guess it depends on where you are. You know, and I mean that could be location, that could be just a point in life. So. <clears throat> when it right. comes down to him, I'm just not sure. I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, you know, you have those artists well, that it's kind of like you don't know what you really want from them. You know, as a body of work. You know, like I could be cocky and be like, "Hey, Case. I mean, um, hey, hey, Tank, come here. You know, get some of what me and Case are doing." But I don't even know that I could give him that. You know what I'm saying? Just as a creative yeah. person, I don't. I don't really know. He's he's one of those. He's one of those people that he makes such dope music that you know at some point it's gonna lightning is gonna strike so maybe this is that record i i don't know well, i i don't i don't necessarily feel that way but maybe 
I'll give you my take on it, though. I mean, mm-hmm. he, about five years ago, was frustrated with the industry, saying no one was supporting him as, you know, making that traditional sound. So mm-hmm. he decided to go in this direction to make money. Yeah. He, had, he has mouths to feed. He's yeah. got, what, five yeah. kids? So he's doing yeah. what he's got to do. Um, so, yeah. I mean... <laughs> He's never going to go back to that traditional sound. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got to do what is best for his, his life and his career. Yeah, Some definitely. people are into the sound. Some people are not. Me and Kyle, we're, I mean, mm-hmm. we love Sex, Love, and Pain, and this sounds nothing mm-hmm. like Sex, Love, and Pain. We yeah, want to hear yeah, Tank right. sing, you know? So yeah, yeah. we're not necessarily on into album, it. His vocals were dumb. Mm-hmm. Like the, Everything he was doing on Case album, I was like, good gracious. Like, wait, wait, hold, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on, back up. Hold on. Oh you just, God, you just brought up a very interesting point, actually, yeah. Travis. Yeah. The song he has on the Case album mm-hmm. with Teddy Riley, right? Yes. Is that actually Tank? Yeah, that's Tank. That does not sound like Tank's vocals. We heard that we played the song, we discussed it. That does not sound like Tank. I have the session. It's Tank. That's Tank? Yeah, I have the session. Okay, I have the, that I have clears the it vocals. up. That's him. <laughs> we need oh to hear God, the acapella version. We need the acapella. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, see about, making that, I'll see about making that happen. That tone did not sound like Tank. We were so shocked. Mm-hmm. We were like, is this Tank? Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, you confirmed it for us. All right, we'll take it. Yeah, I, I have the raw session. Yeah, that's him. He's, he's yeah. Yeah. All but right, Tom, I'll, I'll just say... I'll, I'll just say Tom. Tank. We 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 love Tank is one of the best vocalists of of mm-hmm. both Kyle and I's generation. We would mm-hmm. love to see you work with him and bring really that that raw sound out of him. Bring him back to that sex, love, and pain sound. He probably won't do it because it doesn't make yeah. sense because no one wants to hear that. Like the younger generation, and mm-hmm. it's not going to do well on the radio. But man, yeah. we would love to hear it. You'd be surprised what I can pull out. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm <laughs> I, I look at myself as somebody who. Um, you know, I'm 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 slowly making making my presence felt more now than I have been ever in my career, and um, musically, it, I could pull it out. I could pull it out. Well, that was that wasn't a slight against you. That was more of him oh, no, not no, no. wanting to go that. Yeah, route, yeah, no, no, no. Know? That's what I'm saying. Like I know he. Um, yeah, I know he. Uh, you know, he. Uh, like I, I just feel like it's a pendulum, and if you can hit that middle, you have nothing to worry yeah. about. But if you swing too far to the R&B side, or you swing too far to the trendy side. It, it can right. go over certain people's heads. Like, it's like you'll alienate one set of people. You'll always do that. Like, it's, it's kind of like you cannot make everybody like you, but you can make everybody like you. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it is him on the case, Eric. It is him on the case, Eric. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that confirms it. Well, Travis, Travis, two points you know? on that. So, uh, number one, Tom's theory was that it was actually one of Case's background singers. So, thank you nah. for confirming that it was actually Tank. <laughs> 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 And then number two, before we move on, uh, you know, when we, that record, mm-hmm. I know you liked it. Tom and I mm-hmm. weren't big fans of it, but I could see why it was that big. It was a catchy record, mm-hmm. and it kind of did fit that that middle ground between traditional and trap, maybe a little more towards trap. This new one, I just, it's not for me, so we're going to just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. But I do <laughs> want to get all of your takes on this, so it's survey time. It's R&B survey time. Uh-oh, we're going to no. have to bring up. Robert Kelly. Sure. I don't want your oh. opinions on him as a person. I don't mm-hmm. honestly that docu series that came out. I haven't personally watched it. I really don't mm-hmm. want to watch it because I don't know mm-hmm. how I'm going to feel about it after. But one of the conversations that have come up from that docu series is: mm-hmm. Are we muting R. Kelly? Are we canceling R. Kelly? Do we separate the art from the artist? So I'm mm-hmm. going to ask you guys this question because R. Kelly has had a tremendous impact on r&b his discography is like nothing else Mm -hmm. that we've ever seen so from Mm -hmm. your own perspective and there's no right or wrong answer here Mm -hmm. are you gonna keep all your r kelly songs are you deleting everything that he's written or produced or are Mm -hmm. you deleting his stuff but keeping the stuff that he wrote and produced travis what's your take on it well being that he's in my catalog (laughs) <laughs> with the Raheem record, you know, because he's, he's, you know, he's getting, he's, I mean, he owns part of that record. I can't delete him. Um, I don't, I don't, I, I think that R. Kelly touches too much of the music industry for people to have that sort of backlash as far as the music. Like, I think you have to learn to separate the sins of the artist from their music. 
because I mean, if we were able to overlook uh, Jerry Lee Lewis or uh, Elvis or, you know, even just some of our other artists who are tortured, I think that we can overlook his discography or his body of work. Cause I think sometimes people want to make it personal and they're like, I don't want to put money in his pocket. And it's like, well, that doesn't have anything to do with maybe what he did or, you know, whatever. So I think it's possible to stay listening to his catalog while having a, you know, having an honest, honest discussion on, you know, what happened or, you know, whatever. Cause I, I don't feel like, I don't feel like we broke new ground. Like it's kind of like, it's kind of like the Ray Rice thing. It's like, okay, we heard that he hit his wife. Yeah, it was sickening when we saw the video, but we already yeah. heard about it. Yeah. So it was like, yeah. we already knew about him marrying Aaliyah. We already knew about, you know, I mean, we had a video of, you know, we saw the P tape. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, how many more P tapes do you need to see? You know what I'm saying? Like, we all laughed at the, the Dave Chappelle, I want to piss on you skit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. We saw, we saw, you know, we saw, we already knew. So it's like, yeah, it put it, it, it kind of put a human side to it. And we had to hear these women's stories. And I'm not saying that, um, that it wasn't sickening, but I didn't watch it. I just heard it like everybody else. I don't really want to watch it because I, I know already what I need to know about the situation, you know, like I, right. I, I know enough to be able to form my own opinion. And I'm just like, as an as a musician and as a artist oh sick he's amazing now his personal mm. life and that's kind of sickening if it's true you know but I, <laughs> I mean you know that's 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 the unfortunately that's the dirty side of the business you know if you're if you're in this business you're going to touch some of the dirt you know Right. Like you, you can't yeah. be successful in the music business and not get your hands dirty in some way. And that's what kind of permeates into what's wrong with the business right now. You know, when it comes down to album sales and you, you know, if you've ever, well, anybody that's been in the studio with me knows that I will say this all the time. The problem with the music business is that our business has always been built on weirdos. You know, we're all, all of us that have experienced real success or have sold records we're weirdos, you know, we, um, we, we have to come up with our music when it didn't exist. We have to create our own language. We have to hear something that nobody else would hear and see something nobody else would see. And the problem that you have right now is too many of the cool kids are coming in. So it's all these people that were popular in high school. Now they're like, Oh, I'm a musician. It's like, yeah, you're still popular, but nobody really was ever going to buy a record from you. They'll stream it, but they're not really buying your record, mm. you know? <laughs> But you take somebody like a prince and you'll be like, oh, he wears women's clothes. I bet you, but that doesn't stop Purple Rain from going diamond. Do <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and let's not act like he didn't have the album where he was butt naked on the front with a perm. Like, I mean, come on now. Like, <laughs> we're not breaking new ground on well, him being a weirdo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I'll just say, I'll, I'll share my opinion on this. I mean, mm -hmm. it's getting scary, man. I mean, it always hurts to lose a legend. I, I really feel like it might be over for him. <laughs> and, uh, mm -hmm. People are people are now deleting songs that he wrote and collaborated on, which is the mm -hmm. next step. And I don't know, is the next step to delete songs that he, of artists he mm -hmm. influenced? I mean, how far will this go? Because, you know, R. Kelly mm -hmm. influenced just about everyone. You know, like, yeah. it's <laughs> it was almost impossible to deny his impact. So it, it's getting mm -hmm. scary, man. I don't, I, I don't know how far this will go, but, man, it's, it's, a, it's, it's sad. I can't see people really like I can't see that much of well musically I can't see that much of a backlash <clears throat> you know no. like I I think that no, um well let me tell you that, you know like, I mean there's I, I, I just think that people I think people weekend. will only care well I think people will only care as long as it's what's trending on social media now mm. we should hear those girls out if they need counseling if they need somebody to be a voice for them we need that, but we know that just the week before we were crowning him the king of R&B and we were, we were clowning Jacquees. So it's like, what is it? Is he the king of R&B or is he the Pied Piper? What is it? Because again, we all saw the P tape over 10 years ago. Yep. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just think that, you know, we get so riled up in, in our passions and wanting to vilify someone, but it's only for that moment you know 
so until we until we have an honest open discussion i really just don't think that you know it's it's deleting his music is what's going to be the answer because to be honest with you you know in my 25 years i've done this business i've seen them they're around there are a lot of those out there you know and i'm sure you'll have other i mean i'm sure you have other people on your show over the next few months and if they will admit what i admit you know it'll show strength but we all know there's pedophiles out there there are people that are out there that um are worse than r kelly and they're not out in the public view you know like let's 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 let, i mean if we're going to talk about r kelly let's talk about you know those people who go showcase to showcase looking at these little kids and and grooming these little kids you know they're going and mm -hmm. talking to the parents and oh i think your 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 child can be a star and it's like okay but you're like 60 70 years old still talking about you know this executive and that executive and you're you're ruining these careers and these are people who haven't had a voice so while i'm proud that these girls have a voice for what happened to them let's give a voice to everyone who's been touched by this music business because there's a dirty secret that goes on in this game that people don't always want to talk about and it's there Hmm. you know like hmm. it's it's not it didn't start with r kelly it's it's been going on you know he's just a right. weirdo and if that's what his fetish is you know and it hurts people it needs to be addressed whether criminally or just i mean sit down in a room and settle it civilly but <clears throat> there are other people who have hurt people in his business who who don't have music out and you can't mute them you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah right so i I'm not ready to pile on R. Kelly for something that I personally know goes on in this business, you know? It's a good point. Plus, I was going through... So when, <laughs> so when this docuseries came out, his mm -hmm. streaming numbers went up. And yeah, I was I'm, like, that's crazy. But you know what? I figured out why. Because I even went back and started looking at some of the stuff that he's written and produced. And I'm like, mm -hmm. damn, we got to cancel this song. We got to delete this song. And he yep. has way too many. It's... It's impossible. Yep. So anyone that's able to do it, I applaud mm -hmm. you. But man, it's tough. You, you and I will hate you, to. You I, 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 I hate to say this, but unfortunately, even mm -hmm. on our site, the traffic went up for just R. Kelly posts in general. So it's yeah. like you have people saying negative things and saying we're blocking him, but then you have people mm -hmm. actually going out there looking for stuff. So it's like, which one is mm -hmm. it? You know, are you? It's it's a crazy time, man. I don't even know what to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. You know, it's it's. I'll say this, and it applies. It, it, I, I mean, it applies to R. Kelly, but it doesn't apply to the person that I said it to. Um, like me and Mace were talking um, yesterday, yesterday, day before yesterday. We were talking. No, well, we were talking like day before yesterday. And I told Mace, I was telling him, I said, you know, the reason why every time you drop like a little freestyle or stuff like that, people go crazy. I said, you still hold the the memory of some of some of our best summers and yes. it's the yes. same with r kelly you know we can get mad at this moment but he holds that memory of some of our best summers we remember yep. when some of those records came out and what we were doing and that's something that's lost on records that come out now like we don't really remember what we're doing when a lot of these records are coming out, but you remember where you were when like a 12 play came out or when, Hey, Mr. DJ came out or, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like you knew where you were. And so he holds too many of those summers. Like it's too ingrained in our psyche, you know, to just get rid of that catalog because it, 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 it was just a time in the business that it felt so good. And he was one of those people that was at the top of his right. game, just like a baby face and, and, and a Brian McKnight or Teddy Riley, like, you know what I'm saying? People who, who pushed the edge. So I don't think that you could really mute his music, you know. Now, you can see him in yeah. the streets and just be like, hey, I'm not going to talk to you because I think you're nasty. But mm -hmm. I just think going so far as to be like, oh, I'm not going to listen to his music. Well, that's your that's your choice. I mean, I don't think you need a, a hashtag for that. I mean, if there's something on TV that I don't want to watch, I just change the channel. I don't really have to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's, yeah. that's it just don't support it and then you're good but again you're gonna have to now figure out all the records that you don't want to listen to and that's too many of them yeah. yeah travis that's a good point because i was actually i stumbled upon uh the song that he did for the muhammad ali movie the world's greatest and uh oh. i looked at the comments for those and people were like that song changed my life that song saved me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then someone else wrote man this song is so uplifting but mm -hmm. why does r kelly have to suck 
And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, <laughs> you got to take the good with the bad, but it's crazy how it all <laughs> yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you I mean, that's just it's just life. Like honestly, if like how can I say it? Somebody who I knew was kind of a square tried to give me some advice about the streets versus the local drug dealer. I'm probably listen to the local drug dealer because he's out <laughs> in the streets. He sees it. You know what I'm saying? Like the dude that goes to work at IBM every day, while he could tell me his IBM stories, you know, I want to listen to 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 Pretty Tony down there that's telling me where I don't need to walk so I can make it to school every day. You know what I'm saying? If he like, yo, bro, don't take yourself <laughs> down past that corner because you know what I'm saying. I make my money now and then. I got them girls down there, and it's ain't safe for you, little man. And when you go to school, you walk that way. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna listen to Pretty Tony. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah. Johnny J, who works at IBM, is like, don't walk down there. You know it's dangerous. Man, you, have you walked down there? <laughs> 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 you know? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, you can't always choose where the message is going to come from. And again, like I said, he's very influential. Um, his music has been, you know, when you listen to, you know, that what is that, that Michael Jackson record, like that You Are Not Alone and all those other things. Like, come on, man. No. Uh-uh. You know? Yeah. Like, I mean, if you've lived long enough, you knew you knew that was that was like one of the best scenes in um what movie was that um mm, gosh what's not, not boys Willie? in the hood no no not boys in the hood um oh what's the other movie shoot because when they played hey mr dj when dude was when dude was about to have sex with jada pinkett come on huh? <laughs> <laughs> like come on now yeah. like <laughs> We're gonna act like it, like we weren't, you know. We won't ever remember those moments, you know. It's like, mm-mm. yeah, you know. Yeah. So no, just you know, it just it's such a it's a it's such a weird conversation, but it's an honest conversation. It's just like you just have to be willing to have the conversation, you know. Now, what should come from it is it should be a teachable moment instead of it just becoming a hashtag. It should be. I, I would rather see people do forums and talk about really things that go on, not even just in the music business, but in their communities. I'd rather see that than for us to mm. just vilify him because of somebody having a six night series or a six episode series on something that we already knew. You know, at, at that point, it's kind of like it's like watching the History Channel and they doing a special on World War Two. How many movies have we seen about World War Two? Like you're not breaking new ground. Like it's just time yeah. to have an honest discussion, and it's time to hear their stories in a better forum, you know, where it can be received in a way that's not so much social media driven, if that makes sense. Yeah, right. Like I know that that may have been the only way that they could get their stories out in a broad way, and I'm not trying to stop them from telling their stories, but I'm like, okay, what do you? If you told your story on Tuesday, what did you do to further that on Wednesday? If you're saying, okay, this is what R. Kelly did to me, you know, what's the next thing? Like when we, when we vilified Charlie Sheen, he went on the road and, 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 and talked about it. Or someone like Mike Tyson went on the road and talked about it. Like the problem is if someone like R. Kelly speaks his story, then you get a record. Like what he did was that I admit, like he told you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like he told you, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. you know, so you you run into a dangerous place, just like what's going on with Kevin Hart. Like, I mean, if he apologizes, is it that we don't like how he apologized? Like, are we trying to say, yeah. well, I want you to apologize in this way? Like, what's how do we what's the resolution? You know what I'm saying? Do we gather these women together and they settle it civilly? You know, do you do you give them all little Nerf bats and let them tie him up and they just hit him with the little Nerf bats and then we all oh, away come and on. play one big game of dodgeball? <laughs> Like, I'm like, what's your resolution? You know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to know, like, because their stories are important for what they went through. It's very important. But we also have to know what our resolution is. Yeah, that's a good point. Tom, Travis, are you guys ready for the Play a Please Awards? (laughs) I'm ready. Yeah, let's take this to a lighter note, guys. What do we got for the Play a Please? (laughs) I'm ready. So, well, Travis, I got to ask you, because Tom doesn't eat red meat anymore. Um, How many hamburgers... Could you eat in one sitting? Oh, if you really if need, a, if you really wanted a hamburger, how many could you eat? Two? Do turkey burgers I'll go count? With two. Yeah, I'll go with two. All right. Uh, yeah, how many turkey burgers can you eat, Tom? I could eat two turkey burgers in one sitting. Maybe yeah, three I, if I, I had to, if I had to push it. Yeah, that's without the bread. <laughs> three without the bread. Without the bread? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If three there was money the on the line, 
If there was money on the line, though, I could probably, you know, probably do about four. You know, <laughs> you know, if, yeah, if it was a competition, yeah, I give you a hard four. All right. Well, <laughs> you know. Ennis Canner, center of the New York Knicks, he had seven burgers um, on his cheat day, and then two days later fell ill and didn't play in the game. Does that deserve oh, a play of please? I think it does. Why would you eat seven burgers? See, on my cheat day, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching for like a – on my cheat day, I'm going for like a pack of Skittles, man, not like right. seven hamburgers. Come on. <laughs> right. I'm like – not not seven hamburger like peanut M and M's have saved a lot of people from me like spazzing out in the studio like. Well hold up, well hold up, Travis. Have you, have you ever had Shake Shack? Um, I have not, and it's funny because I well I, now. Oh man, if that I, was Shake Shack hamburger, so you might have to reconsider. Well, my studio is right here by like Flip Burger, and you know they are amazing. Like I support anywhere that has a Krispy Kreme donut milkshake. Like, <laughs> oh my! <wow>. What? <laughs> <laughs> I support any establishment that has a Krispy Kreme donut milkshake. Like, they puree a Krispy Kreme donut into a vanilla milkshake. Oh, my goodness. And then they have another one where they put, like, they put, like, Captain Crunch on top of your milkshake. Okay, so it's kind of hard. Kyle, (laughs) Kyle, our next trip is going to be to Atlanta. That settles it. Okay. Okay. They call call me the fast food king, so we're going to have to go. (laughs) Damn. Yeah. All right. It's, it's, it's uh, an experience. Wow. <laughs> uh, next play a please award goes to, uh, well, I don't even know who this goes to, but uh, Amazon's CEO, Jeff Bezos, uh, and his wife got divorced, oh. and Jeff is worth $140 oh. billion. He did not oh, sign gosh. a prenup, so he's splitting it right down the middle. Which That's his not a now. play a please. Listen, man, that's not a play, please. Person alive, which is she was with, women alive. She was with him before the money, so that's not a play, right. please. All right, well, yeah, Travis, yeah. I'm going to ask you this. Come on. Hey. Travis, you, you got to answer this honestly. I got you. Would you rather take that 70 million, I mean 70 mm-hmm. billion, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. or win your first Grammy? Mm. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the 70 billion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's seventy Man. billion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. That's, that's like, dude. Listen, if I make a hundred million, I should be able to do anything I want at the house. You know, yeah. Like, yep. it should be like, hey, so this is our new friend Candy. She's gonna be staying in the other room. She's gonna help oh, you with laundry and stuff like that. <laughs> come on. I mean, but you got seventy billion, and she helped you make it though. I, it, is it that bad at the house? I mean, unless unless she kicks kids on the weekend. I mean, is it that bad at the crib? Like, I have no comment know. on this situation. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, dude, like you, you got seventy billion. I don't care. I, I don't care how much I hate her for seventy billion. I, I mean, I, I just I go on a vacation for the rest of my life. Mm. Just call her every so often, check on her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Man. I mean, I'm just saying at oh, 70 billion you, you just can't be it, it should not be easy to find you because that divorce is going to be ugh. yeah um, and then the last player please uh, the rapper Plies made a video today on Instagram and he claims that Cheerios is not a real cereal and it belongs in the bread section and he noted that people should instead be eating Lucky Charms, Frosted Flakes and Cinnamon Toast crunch guys that's why diabetes is going up you got to stick to your yellow box Cheerios, okay. right i love okay. it. i love cinnamon toast crunch man come on it's the I'm best like, cereal I'm, ever i'm a frosted flakes <laughs> person you know so i'm sitting here like you you won't do that to us tony has been good to us over the years okay so you know but i do not uh, agree that Cheerios <laughs> is bread like come on man <laughs> yeah <laughs> you yeah. know that is just wrong. Kyle, That's just wrong. Kyle, I got a player, please. Can I add one in? Yeah. This is a late addition to the player, please. So uh, this one's going out to this. This player, please, is for Phil. Spelled with two L's. Okay. Phil. So about a, yeah, about a year ago, we posted an article on the site, the current mm-hmm. status of every 90s male R&B group. 
right? Mm-hmm. So we, we took the time to research every group out there from the 90s mm-hmm. and, and updated everyone on what they were doing. Mm-hmm. So Phil comes through and comments recently, where is John B. on this list? Oh. <laughs> oh. This was R&B groups. It, it clearly <laughs> shaped in the title. So the, Phil gets to play a please award for reading comprehension. I'm sorry. That's, that, that's <laughs> not. Come on. It says oh. group. Is John B. part of a, Is John B. a group? Maybe he was thinking that John B. was like in... Um... What's the other group um, that's saying? Oh, no. Maybe he thought. He no. Was I'm, I'm trying to give him an out. Come I'm on. trying to give him an out. I'm trying to give him an out. I'm trying to give him one. This is, uh, you know, John that's B's bad. one of our favorites here, man. Come on. Yeah, he's still dope, too. Oh, man. I got to get you in the studio with him, too, man. Help us get an oh, album yeah. from John B. He's he's not putting music out. Yeah, he should. Yeah, he, he's more than. Hey, John B's invited to the to the Purple Room. Definitely. <laughs> He's more than well, let me ask you this. Let me yeah. ask you, in, in your opinion, does it make sense mm-hmm. for an artist like John B. to even put an album out? Yes. Considering these factors, though, he tours, you know, every weekend, basically, mm-hmm. off his previous hits. Mm-hmm. And knowing the fact that, you know, people may or may not even support what, what he puts out <clears throat> these days. So what, what, does it even make sense? Yeah. I mean, if you come with a hot record, a hot record makes people remember. You know, because people still play the record with him and Tupac and stuff like that. So, I mean, it, he's still there, um, you know, with with the advent of, like, Spotify playlists and stuff like that. These artists are still relevant. People just might not always be talking about them, but they're still there. Um, that, that catalog is still probably making him some money. Um, but another, a new project and a new song will always make, you know, make them be able to make a little more money on the road, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that I think it would be, and I think I think it would be well received in the same way that it was when we had like the Jodeci comeback. Like it was like, okay, I hadn't heard from you in so long. You know, it's just one of those moments that people were like, whoa. And we Tra- need we need no, more, tra- we need wait, more hold, moments like that. Hold, wait, hold on, Travis. <laughs> that Jodeci comeback was well received until people heard the album. Okay, the single. Let's go with the single. You, you the single. must have not seen. You must have not seen <laughs> the feedback on the album. I hate to say it. I, we I, love Jodeci, but man. Well, I just gave KC a record, and he's supposed to be cutting it right now. So I'm waiting to hear what it's really? like. And, yeah. Oh, man. And I, Mr. Actually, Ooh, I actually yeah. tapped into their sound. Like, I tapped into their sound. Like, I went back and did their sound. So I think mm. I think that would be that's going to be super, super dope. Um, and then uh, me and Case wrote the record together. So, oh, Yo, that's dope. amazing, actually. We love yeah, Casey. Like, yeah, Case, Case made that happen. Um, you know. It's 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 fun. It's fun. Just like just like with um even with uh you know little homie Jacquees, I, I you know the stuff that was going on with him. Like he came here to the studio to do a record case, and I actually got to see a different side of him. And I was actually like, okay, he's a cool little dude. That's. I mean, yeah, we we all agreed what he's doing is more for like publicity. Like we we gave him his props are, actually for even recognizing. Now. I'll say that his streams are up. Whatever. Yeah, doing, but it, we it, give it, him it's, props. It's working. Yeah, we give him props for actually recognizing like '90s artists because he actually on his like album had Donnell Jones. He brought the conversation. Like I, I love. Yeah, that he, I brought, mean, he brought the conversation, and I think that he put pressure. I, if, if ever there was a pre- if ever there was pressure on all of us who are like R&B producers and the actual R&B solo male artists, if ever there was pressure, um, 2019, there's pressure because Jacquees started the conversation, and now it's like. You better bring your best body of work. If any anybody who was on the shade room or any other publication having something to say about what Jacquees said, the pressure's on now. Like you have to now make a flawless project, and you have to now further the culture because you've jumped into the conversation. So mm. that's how I feel. Like you you box your, like he you box yourself into a corner when you when you jump into the conversation. Like when you're like, oh man, no, such and such is the king of R and B. And and he can't say that. Well, he said it. You spoke on it. Now you got to put out a project that supports what you spoke on. Not saying that mm. everybody has to be contending for the Grammys, but I know when you guys do your best of um, list for this year, I better see everybody's name on it. Now I would love if everybody comes and get their music from me, but that's <laughs> my dream. <laughs> I'm like uh, uh, sure, that- uh, sure. You know, <laughs> Usher. Keith yeah. knows me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Usher, if you're listening, yeah. Keith Thomas knows me. Keith has my number. 
you know, <laughs> come over here to the studio. Don't let's not do it in the big studio. Let's do it over here in the small <laughs> spot where it's intimate. You'd be surprised. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're still waiting for Usher. Man, I you know, he's I, I mean I still like Usher, so I mean I I will only I only cause controversy in the studio because I say I say and I don't want anybody to start vilifying me, but this is my opinion. I say, yes, Confessions was a great album, but Confessions didn't break new ground because 8701 was his best album. Oh, man. Kyle, don't we say that same thing? <laughs> Kyle, we say that. Yeah. I, you know what? I would say that the best songs mm-hmm. from Usher's discography came from 8701. Yeah. Like, we say that. To me, we talk about that all the time. Man, vocally, however they had him sound on, um, what record was that? That Can You Help Me? And oh yeah. my oh god, my goodness. like oh, oh my god, yeah. like he he was somewhere on vocally, he was somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like he was just vocally somewhere. And you know, I hold 8701 in the same vein that I hold um, off the wall. You know, it's like i think we we look at the bigger record and we like this was that big record and you don't look at what was happening on the album right before and and you don't see the momentum was already there Mm. Mm -hmm. so i say i mean yeah i say we talk about that all the time it's funny you mentioned that that's Mm -hmm. because i'll even say confessions i didn't love people say oh it's the best album i don't Mm -hmm. love every song on that album you know, but mm-hmm. 8701, I felt like that was a moment in R&B, mm-hmm. and it doesn't quite get acknowledged like it should. <clears throat> it was a beautiful time. Like, like I think just the storyline when you were saying that it was like he it was that he, he he came off of another great, great album. Like Jermaine was just giving him that heat. And um, he he had that relationship with Chili and it, it made R&B feel good. You know what I'm saying? Like it just made it feel good you know like it just it just mm-hmm. made it feel good i think confessions you know you confessions was just everybody asking the question of what happened in their breakup but 8701 you were like oh man he's with chili oh man they're like the couple you know yeah. the same way you look at it when you um when you had like bonnie and clyde with jay-z and beyonce it was like wait they're dating oh shoot whoa <laughs> you know that's just my opinion you know you know debate yeah <laughs> so yeah that's that's, that's all right so uh we we got to wrap this podcast up we're just about out of time but travis before we let you go tell us what you uh are working on i think you hit to that a bit earlier but let us know what we can expect from you coming forward um so far um we're finishing demetria's new album i'm actually just in the middle of mixing and i'm still trying to i, I still kind of want to do like one more song but we're we're pretty much wrapped up um case we're gonna start another case album uh definitely waiting to get this this record back from kc that i did for him um i just did like four records for bone crusher which is interesting because he has this alter ego that he's doing um it's sort of like this almost like a 70s soul singer he has this 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 alter ego called barry hughes that he's doing and i promise you you're going to be surprised um the homie uh, real quick the uh sorry the the kc that's a solo album yeah, yeah. Like, but I don't, oh, I don't wow. know, I don't know, I don't know if it's going to be Casey and JoJo or even if it's going to be a full Jodeci album. I really don't okay. know yet. I, as far as I, my understanding, okay. it was, I'm not 100 percent mm. sure. Um, but yeah, okay. definitely that. That's um, I've been, I've been uh, talking to Kenny Lattimore. I'm going to definitely try to jump in with him. I've, I've been, I've been wanting to do something really hot for him. Um, and I know me and Jazz from Drew Hill just talked on the phone, and I really want to um, nail something really, really good oh, for wow. the project. Um, just there's a there's a couple other people, but those are the ones I can definitely say that I know I've talked directly to the artists and I'm um, working on because I, I I mean I'm I'm also working on you know some newer projects. I'm getting back into working on some of the younger artists, but right now you know for the culture, you know my efforts right now I, I really want to to get more into that, get a little bit deeper, and and I just did a really super 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 hot one for um, Raheem Devon's new album. I'm telling you right now when you hear it. Oh wow! <laughs> I'll tell you right now, it's it's a baby maker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's super, one of he's our favorites, hype, man. man. He's I mean, dope. Raheem's my brother, so Raheem's my brother. I love him to death. So 
Yeah, and then of course this new Jay Holiday project is is whoa. <laughs> shout, shout out shout out to Milk and Sizz. Like his actual album album, Milk and Sizz are killing it. They are super 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 amazing. Like the sound they're doing for him is amazing. Like I love that single to um you know twenty five to life. And if you hear that single and you actually take a listen to it, when you hear the actual album, it all goes together. So it, that's super super hot. But this this EP he's about to drop, yeah, it's it's gonna be conversation uh-huh. about it. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> it's gonna oh, be some conversations. So, you know, I, I just want to say, man, it, it's so great to hear you say things like "for the culture" because we never mm-hmm. hear people doing it for the culture anymore. There's very few who do, and we really appreciate mm-hmm. appreciate those who do it because that's what keeps the art alive. And uh, mm-hmm. really respect what you're doing, and thank you for no, keeping that in mind when you're creating, no. you know, music. It's it's amazing. No, thanks, man. Like I, I just, you know, like I said, I have my goals. I, I mean, I could, I could just focus on the super super young stuff all the time but a friend of mine um wayne washington wayne was telling me back in 09 he was like trav if you keep doing this r&b stuff when it turns around you're gonna learn that you're one of the few people that are still doing r&b because everybody's gonna shift their sound and they're gonna lose that touch of what they can do so mm-hmm. you know i've been able to get great advice from so many people who have told me to stay you know stay the course like a no id who's you know giving me great advice and my boy l rock and you know, especially Teddy Riley, like, like shout out to Teddy, like Teddy, the first time we got on the phone together, I almost cried because Teddy gave me, Teddy gave me advice back in 1994. And I told him when we first talked again, I was like, dude, you don't realize you told me some things about how to survive in the business. And now I look at my career and I'm like, dude, it all applied. So there's, wow. there's just people around, along <laughs> the way who have given me great advice and um, who know that I've been here, you know, and and that's what I try to further, you know. One, and I and I have to give a shout out, special shout out to two people in my career too, and that's Jazzy Faye and Too Short. If it wasn't for Jazzy, I would be nothing because Jazzy introduced me to everybody that I know here in Atlanta, and Too Short helped me sell my first beat. Wow, <laughs> that's really that's really, that's surprising and really dope. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but no, we, 2019, we're gonna take R and B. We're gonna take R and B where it needs to be, and I see it happening. But I also see the war that needs to be fought. Um, I know, I know that I know we don't have enough time. But one thing that I hate to see right now is that labels are starting to push some of these younger artists over to the urban AC side just to pump up chart positions to make them look like they're doing more than what they actually are. Oh my God! I'm Kyle. sorry, <laughs> I, I, Kyle. <laughs> we talk about that all the time because we study the charts. I told you, Kyle. That's what's mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. Kyle. And it's getting Can in you the chime way. in on that? It's definitely getting in the way. Uh-oh. <laughs> Kyle, real quick. Yeah. I mean, I t- I told- listen. <sighs> Go ahead. Listen. Someone like LMA is doing it on mm-hmm. Urban, and it mm-hmm. and people are going to follow. The R&B acts are going to... Mm. It's going to open up on Urban, but I no, I, I don't disagree with it that mm-hmm. they are just throwing everything on Urban AC, but I'm mm-hmm. telling you, the, the, the gates are opening. No. You just got to be patient. I'm sorry, but... Travis, we're gonna have to have mm-hmm. part two of this podcast because you're you, you're yeah. too knowledgeable. You got you got to read. You got to join us again because this is exactly it. what we talk about. It's like yeah. they just go there because that's an easy path to to get a number one yeah. hit for labels. Yeah. You know, it's Urban AC is a mess right now in my opinion. But we'll t- yeah. <laughs> we gotta talk about yeah. that next time, man. That's that's a I'm whole nother. <laughs> I'm with it. <laughs> but, hey, but hey, Travis, thank you so much, man. You've been an awesome guest. You know, you sure. have our support on whatever you do. We love what you're doing. You brought so Thank much you, knowledge man. to this podcast. We just really appreciate all you, all the support you give to us, man. That that means a lot to us. So, thank man, you so much, man. I love, I love the podcast. Like I said, every time I see a new one come out, I try to jump over to listen to it, and I try to follow <laughs> it on um, on YouTube too. So when I see the alerts pop up on my phone, I try to listen to it. So, hey, awesome, this man! Is, this is amazing for you guys to have me on. Awesome, man. We really appreciate, it. and whatever <clears throat> we can do to support, we'll be there for you. So just keep keep doing what you're doing, man. We got your back. All right, thank you, man. Thank you a whole lot. Yeah, all right, man. Back when we're, we'll t- and when we're in Atlanta, we're trying that Krispy Kreme milkshake or whatever you, you told us yes, about. Yes, Flip Burger. Flip Burger. I'm telling <laughs> right. you, Flip oh. Burger on Howell Mill Road. <laughs> Flip Burger on Howell Mill Road. I'm telling you. If you go on the website, they got a picture of it. I'm telling you, they got a vanilla milkshake that's got Captain Crunch on top of it, and then they got the Krispy Kreme one. Oh, my God. That's just wrong, but it's so right. <laughs> all right. As soon as we hang up this podcast, as soon as we're off this podcast, we're booking flights, Kyle. All right, I'm in. <laughs> let's do it let's do it let's do it all right all right travis man we'll talk to you soon okay man
All right, Tom. That was our boy Travis Cherry. That was dope. That was a really good. That he was. He knows what's going on, man. I really like his insight. You know, he's he's making some great music. People don't realize he might not get the attention he deserves because he's not making the trendier sound. But man, we need to support artists like or producers like a Travis Cherry, man. Right? Yeah. And if they keep it real like he has, we got to bring them back. But, Tom, I know we're running short on time, so there are a couple of things that I wanted to touch on. We'll probably wait until Ed is back, but I'm just going to highlight them now, and uh, we, we can definitely look at it next time. So we have a new Music Soul Child song, which I know you're very excited about, but let's wait for Ed we on can't, that one. Uh, Kyle, we, we can't just glaze over these amazing no, singles that are out, Kyle. we no, got to wait for Ed. Like, we have like three <laughs> minutes. So uh, a new Music Soul Child song called My Girl. We got... The new Tank song, Dirty, which I know Ed will have a lot to say about it. Monica's Commitment. Carl Thomas has a new song. One with Heaven. Um, and there's probably a couple of others that I forgot. If, if anyone but, um, who's t- listening to this has any discount airline sites they use, hit us up in the comments. We're going to Atlanta, Kyle. Yo, you don't even drink that stuff. You might try chicken and waffles, right? You like chicken and waffles. What, I'm talking about these milkshakes, man, with the Captain Crunch on top. Are you kidding me? <laughs> All right. Well, Tom, before you and I get out of here, um, what's going on with You Know I Got Soul? Uh, we just collaborated once again with our boy Zeppelin for another in the Millennials in Music series, this time with your boy Tone Stith, one of your favorite yep. uh, of the new generation. So he's actually making some quality music. He actually also wrote your boy Chris Brown's single which you didn't mention yet, but that was a, mm-hmm. a cool moment for him. Um, other than that, um, just, you know, posting all these new songs we come across. We get so many submissions. We get so many emails about new music. We're trying to just get through all of it. So, uh, you know, just stay stay locked on the site. We're, we're posting as much as we can. You know, that's one of the few sources left of good R&B music. So check us out. Yeah, for sure. And then as for myself, actually, Tom, I was at... Nao's concert yesterday. Shout out to DJ Soulchild, who's like number one on the Nao fan club. Man, Tom, I gotta <laughs> say, she puts on she puts on an amazing show. And let me put this in perspective, really? right? Was it really? Yeah. Oh, it was wow. good. She was singing. She was moving on stage. She was energetic. And uh, Tom, let me let me let the uh, listeners in on something. So, as you know, Tom, I don't really drink like that, right? Oh no. So yeah, whenever we... <laughs> I'm at a concert, whenever I'm at a concert and I know and I, and I think it's not going to be something that I actually like, I'll, I'll buy a drink at the bar. You know, if, you, if you're a little tipsy, the concert might be a little better. Is this, is this fair? Uh, yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but at that concert, I didn't even finish my drink until the end because I was just mesmerized by her performance. Kyle, why would you not think it was going to be good, though? She had like four songs on our top 100 best songs of 2018. Come on. You just never know. Actually, you know what? I should have known it was good because I was at her concert like two years ago too. But, man, I was blown away by it. Uh, I know Soulchild and I always have these discussions about who's the better three-letter artist, Nao or her. Soulchild. What? You have a discussion about that? <laughs> we do. We do. So That's funny. We ha- so Soulchild, I have figured out. And the results are in. Her is still better, but Nail is pretty good too. Oh my god! <laughs> you know he's gonna Anyways, hear this too. He listens to everyone he religiously, so. <laughs> and then he'll make sure to plug his Spotify playlist as well. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're killing me, man. <laughs> All oh, right, Tom. Boy. I think I think that's enough trouble that we've caused this time around. Hopefully, the R. Kelly fans don't, or not the R. Kelly fans, the mute R. Kelly fans don't come at us too much because. Uh, I don't think we said anything that was out of line, but we'll find out in the comment sections. Uh, Tom, I guess we're out for this week. We're out. All right. See you. Peace.